the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one true God. Amen. My sermon today is entitled, The Road to Emmaus, The Road to Experiencing Christ. In our life, we have journeys that are life-changing. And in these life-changing journeys, we go through various trials and tribulations, various types of experiences. There is a journey that we heard about today in the Gospel reading, a journey of two men, two men who are disciples of Jesus Christ, who knew Jesus Christ, who walked with Jesus Christ, who ate with Jesus Christ, who cried with Jesus Christ. And after Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, these two men are going from the city of Emmaus, which is a small town in first century Palestine, to the city of Jerusalem. Mind you, it has only been a few days since the resurrection of our Lord. And these two disciples of Jesus Christ, Cleopas and the other one, which is, his name is not mentioned because we know by tradition it is St. Luke. And St. Luke, when he writes about himself, he never mentions himself. So here we have Cleopas and we have St. Luke walking seven miles to Jerusalem. And there... They're sad. They're feeling down about the things that have happened. Because they know that their Lord was put on trial. They know that their Lord was crucified. And that they know that their Lord was buried. But deep down inside their heart, they didn't believe in His resurrection. They didn't believe, or they rather they didn't know who He was. And so as they are walking, they're talking about what transpired. And the resurrected Jesus Christ comes along and walks with them. And converses with them. And says, what's going on? Why are you so sad? And the disciples say, haven't you heard what has been going on? Don't you know what has transpired in these regions in the past few days? This is the resurrected Christ next to them. But they don't know that it's Him. He's in disguise. They have no idea that it is the Lord. Because their eyes are constrained. Their eyes are closed to see who the real Jesus Christ is. And as they are walking, Jesus Christ, the resurrected Jesus Christ, the disguised Jesus Christ, says to them, Don't you know that Jesus Christ was to be put on trial. That He was to be crucified. That He was to be buried. And that He was to rise again. And He opened the Scriptures. And He expounded the Scriptures to them. He showed in the Bible, in the Law, the Psalms, and the Prophets, where Jesus Christ was foretold. Where He was prophesied. To have died on the cross. To be buried and to rise again. Yet even in that moment, 
where G Jesus, the disguised Jesus, opened the scriptures, they still didn't recognize that it was him. It was only until the evening where they got tired and they had to go and lodge somewhere that the disciples said, let's take a break, let's go rest. And they wanted Jesus to come with them and to rest with them and to abide with them and to be with them. And so Jesus says, yes, I'll come and I will abide with you. And in that evening, Jesus breaks bread with them. He sits at a table with two of his disciples and he breaks bread and he eats with them. And it is the moment when he breaks the bread that the eyes of the disciples are open and they recognize, yes, that's my master. Yes, that's the Jesus that I followed while he was here on earth. That is Jesus Christ, the Savior. That is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. That is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it is in that moment when Jesus breaks bread that they see who he really is. That they experience and take in, take in all that he is. You cannot experience the fullness of Jesus Christ outside of His body and blood. Even when Jesus expounded on the scriptures, their eyes were not open. It was still constrained. It was in the breaking of the bread that their eyes were open. The breaking of the bread is not a mere meal. For Jesus Christ Himself said in the Last Supper, This is my body, and this is my blood. No one comes around to break bread alone. No one comes here to drink wine alone. But we come here in this church to eat His body and to drink His blood. Because that is the greatest experience that any human being can have of Jesus Christ. You might have gone to Bible studies. I've done many of them. You might have gone to fellowships. We do many of them. You might have gone to conventions. You might have gone to retreats. You might have gone to different types of services. You might have heard the greatest preaching in the world. But nothing comes close to His body and His blood. That is the ultimate experience of Jesus Christ. I tell you this, in a century when we are trying to do away with His body and His blood, we don't need the Eucharist. We don't need the Kurbana, the liturgy and the Mass. We don't need any of the songs. But today, Jesus Christ is saying, if you want to experience me in the fullness that I am, you can only have that experience in my body and my blood. And when you receive His body and blood, 
There are amazing things that happen in your life. Experiences of miracles. Experiences of healing. Experiences of supernatural powers. And these are attested to by the saints of the church. Of both the Orthodox and the Catholic. And which are not evident in other denominations. Supernatural experiences that have happened on the days of Pentecost and in the early first century, which only happened in the reality of the Orthodox and even the Catholic Church in our 21st century. Saints like St. Paisios, who have the gift of moving into different places and being seen at different times. Visions and dreams, healings which are not questionable, which are not on the stage or which are not a show, but are done and are real, happening in the Orthodox and in the Catholic Church. Why? Because there is the fullness of Jesus Christ. Where there is the fullness of Jesus Christ, there is the preaching, there is the body and blood, and there are the signs and wonders to follow. These are the experiences that each one of us should have in our life. I pray that this will be an experience for you to receive the body and blood of Christ today. That when you receive Him, that you receive Him in His fullness, that you ask Him that you want to experience Him, and you want to grow in a relationship with Him. Let us bow our heads in the Word of God. Oh Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and before His precious body and blood. We ask that we receive this, this morning with reverence, with preparation, and with great fear. Knowing, O oh Lord, that our sins are forgiven, that your mercy covers us, and that your grace abounds, even if our sin is present. We thank you once again for your grace and mercy. We love you. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and always and forever. Amen. As the Father and His children love, Hallelujah.